Hi, this is Jonathan, aka Roadblock, and I play Jonathan the Match Muscular, the Human Wizard. Hi, I'm Jules. I am the rock gnome Bernice Q. Burns. Hi, this is John, aka That Film Guy. I'm going to be playing your half orc barbarian, Carlton Tanks, who was in fact raised by wolves and is too enamored of ale, wine, and other intoxicants. Hi, I'm Jack Edithil, and I'm playing Travancore, a half-elf archer and the viceroy of Glenmar. And I am Lauren, aka Obocrazy, your humble DM, and welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Ladies and gentlemen, last time on Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks, after being captured by the party, the racist troublemaker Brad was interrogated. He gave li very little information, only that the cultists had an army, and Greenest would be powerless to stop them. The party killed him, then continued north to see the army for themselves. While being cautious, they only managed to see about half the campsite before the very familiar sight of a large blue dragon flew in and made them back off. They managed to remain undetected until a roving band of guard drakes caught their scent and attacked. After a furious but successful battle, they quickly returned to Greenest, exhausted, soaking wet, and with dire news. And that is where we begin tonight. Welcome to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. I'm your DM, Lauren, a.k.a. Obocrazy. Tonight, I am once again drinking some Pyramid Hupfen Spring, because I'm finishing off the six-pack, but I'm also, for all of the listeners who can't see... Wearing the Pyramid Brewery t-shirt that I have, because I am kind of a fan of Pyramid Brewery. Carlton, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking a homebrew made by my friend Jason uh, Ram. I had to think of his last name, because I always call him Jason Prime. Uh, but yes, my friend Jason Ram has a homebrew, and he puts them in my beer fridge, and now I'm drinking it. Also, you forgot in your recap, fuck Brad. <laughs> well, as the DM, I have to remain impartial in these matters, so I just lay it out as The party as it says, is. fuck Brad. <laughs> the party says, fuck Brad. Travancore, what are you drinking? Hi, I'm Jack. I play Travancore. I killed Brad. And tonight, I'm drinking something <laughs> I call the kitchen sink. It, because I threw in multiple liquors. And uh, so there's blue curacao, uh, vodka infused... Uh, oh, I'm sorry, Moscato infused vodka, uh, some mango pineapple vodka, a little bit of gin, and uh, orange juice. So I'm calling it a kitchen sink, I guess, because everything's in there but the kitchen sink. Does it and taste because good? once again you have the, the blue curacao in there it is once again kool-aid blue it looks like a gusher it's a cross between <laughs> i would say ecto cooler oh. and uh and another brand of high c all right jonathan the magic muscular what are you drinking hi this is jonathan the magic muscular played by jonathan the actual person and tonight i am drinking Orange soda and vodka in a Sonic cup. Because we classy. <laughs> Here's Jepru. the deal. Jepru. I told someone what I was going to be buying at the liquor store, and it was fancy stuff like Cavassier and normal stuff like cider. And in the end, I decided for the trashiest thing possible. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> and to put it in the trashiest thing possible, which is a Sonic cup. Bernie, what are you drinking? Uh, hi, I'm Jules. I'm the voice of Bernice Q. Burns, and tonight I'm finally back to beer that I like. No offense to literally everything I've been drinking since the New Year. <laughs> 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 um, but I am drinking Natty Green's Wildflower Belgian-style wit beer, and it is amazing. And it's something I usually drink this summer, but it was in... I was between that and um, this, like, 
giant growler of cider and I thought if I open that it's not going to close until it's all gone and we know how that's going to end and really revolutionary war heroes make the best beer so well they had to deal with a lot of shit so they wanted to drink some awesome shit exactly oh it's so good so speaking of of potential heroes you guys have just arrived at the gates of greenest the sun has gone down it's been a very very long day you were up early this morning fighting off a uh, a band of assassins you saw the camp of what you assume are the dragon cultists you booked it back to greenest all in the same day it is pouring rain you are soaked to the bone the sun has gone down the guard who is at the door at the gate kind of lets you in he's half awake he doesn't even really notice you at all and as you stand inside the gates of greenest kind of taking at everything that's happened what would you like to do uh we should guys we should go see the governor yes let's i uh, we're we're out of breath we're tired and caked in mud we're, and blood we're caked Don't in mud blood. and we're starting to consider we're considering ourselves more of a cohesive unit so maybe we'll name ourselves one of these days but first we should probably <laughs> tell the governor and everyone of authority what the fuck is getting ready to come down the field. Yes. And yes, let's go do that. I don't even get down off of Carlton's saddle. So you're, you're just heading straight for the keep? For the governor's keep? Yes. Well, okay. Definitely. It takes you a couple minutes to get there. The doors are... Uh, barred and closed there is a guard standing there it is at this point 9 30 10 o'clock at night it is super super late and the guard there recognizes you as you approach uh oh uh, what are you doing here so late we need to see the governor right now With urgent news urgent it's a uh, tiny bit of an emergency okay and by tiny i mean it's a really really big emergency uh well the governor is i'm sure is sleeping how lovely i need you to wait jonathan the match muscular requires that you wake the governor so he can talk to us right now um okay uh it would be helpful to know what this is about before i get myself fired (laughs) shit i was just about to say that (laughs) internet five Uh, i i say uh, guard what is your name uh, was Thomas. Thomas. Thomas, sir. That's great. And you're doing a fantastic job, Thomas. But I need, all I need you to do is wake up the governor and take us to him. See. We need to meet with him right now. I need to tell my captain to go do that. Okay, and then tell your gonna... captain and go do that, sweetie. Then go. I've got four Thomas. holes in my abdomen and I'm bleeding and I'd like to sit down. What are you waiting then for? Go, you go get your to captain go then. talk to a healer instead I of the governor. I am a healer. He's... You go get the governor. I'll talk to myself. He's roused himself a little bit at this point. He says, listen, I, I know the governor knows who you are, and I know you probably have awesome, grave news. I need to know what that is, or else my captain is just going to ignore the me. The safety of this town and the entire area is at stake. And we have come here under great duress and an effort. And to, holes. To, and lots, we have killed so many things to get here right now. So we need you... To do, all we need you to do is make this happen. Get it started. Go now, please. Go ahead and roll me a persuasion check. Oh, God. All of us? Uh, no, just Jonathan, since he's been the one doing the talking. 
Hey, I'm persuasive, persuasive as fuck. I believe that's a that's a 22, but let me check. Yep, 22. Um, a 22. Okay, he his eyes kind of come into focus a little bit with the intensity of the way you guys have been talking. He sees the blood and the gore. He sees you all soaked and exhausted. He says, "Okay, all right, uh, give me a second. Give me a second. And he uh, knocks on the door, and you can tell it's it's a it's not just a knocking. It's like a, a pre-planned kind of knock and the door opens and he slips inside. You can faintly hear some muttering on the other side of the door. And after a few minutes, the door opens again and you see Thomas standing there and he waves you on in. So he brings you inside the keep. You guys get inside the, the main part of the governor's keep. He brings you into the foyer so that you guys are out of the rain and says, wait, wait here. Someone's already ran up to go get the governor. I'm, I'm sure he'll be down in a moment. I'm sure he'll be just right down. And he kind of continues to stand there. After a few minutes, Governor Tarbo actually does appear. He doesn't come from down the main stairs, but he kind of comes from a side alcove. And you can see that he's... He's still in his pajamas and is doing his best to put an overcoat on over it as he appears. He doesn't look like he was woken up. He's, he looks awake and refreshed as much as anyone can be. But yeah, he's he's wearing footy pajamas and his hair is a little disheveled. And as he comes in, he puts on the, the, the coat and he says, it's it's raining like it's it's the gods are peeing out there. What what could possibly be going on? What's what's oh, oh, it's you. All right. Well. What's going on? I was told it was urgent. Here I am. Uh, Governor Tarbo, would it be, it might be best to discuss this in an area more secured and more private. I, I trust these men. He waves to, there's two guards staying there, Thomas and another who's come in with the governor, who you can only assume is this, this gentleman's captain. Uh, and so it's really just the three of them standing there. And the governor says, I trust them. I trust them with everything. Uh, I, I'd want Escobar to be here, but I, I don't know where he is. Governor Probably Tarbo, out drinking and whoring. your army. I climb off a Carlton and I start laying down on the ground to initiate my short rest so I can get some hit points back. Uh, Governor Tarbo, <laughs> how big is your army? My army? Yeah. Uh, not huge at all. I mean, there's only a couple thousand people here to begin with. All right. All right. That's not big enough. Okay. Governor Tarbo, we went north to on a ranging expedition to try and find some information on a treasure stash that we thought would out, was out there. On our way there, we were waylaid by skirmishers from this... Dra from this dragon cult army that we had been we had heard about. And I go, hail T and I. Yes. Thank you, Bernice. <laughs> we faced their, these skirmishers and we got a little bit of information on the army's location. We reconnoitered as best we could. We discovered an army at least five hundred strong with a blue dragon. An adult blue dragon. We and that's a conservative estimate because we, could, we couldn't get close enough to the camp to see it fully. It was on a plateau, and I start giving him the location. Okay. You, you actually have the exact location, and uh, eventually, if you get a map, you'd be able to, to pinpoint it. He nods, and he, he listens to you, and then he turns to the gentleman next to him, and he says, Terrace, isn't, isn't this what, what we were told about? Is this the army that we were told about? And the, the uh, soldier nods. And Tarbo says, well, you know, your fine information from before told us that there might be this, this kind of uh, excursion out there. We've been sending scouts and they've encountered some resistance. I think you, you met one of them. Young lady. Oh, don't remember her name. Elizabeth. 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 Ah, 
and Terrace speaks up in, at this point. Um, Terrace is a actually a female dwarf. She's been um, standing there kind of at the ready in very intricate armor. She's got dark skin, brown eyes. Um, she looks incredibly serious and she's uh, standing there with a pike. And she finally speaks up and she says, Yes, very excitable individual, but I tend to believe her. She had already encountered the skirmishers at one point. We knew there was a, a sizable force to the north, but you've actually seen this force. Yes. Yes. Oh, and can you describe it, please? What What have you seen? It's big and full of racists. We, we give them as much information as we can. We tell them about the band of skirmishers that we fought and killed, as well as the guard drakes we fought and killed. And then we also describe in detail the dragon that we've seen a couple of times. Okay. She listens intently. You can you can kind of see gears working. And uh, Jonathan, it, it almost kind of... The look on her face reminds you of when you are committing things to your to your memory. Because mm. uh, you've got that, that edict memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, she turns to Tarbo and says, This, this matches up with a lot of the, the reports that we've been getting, especially of the skirmishers. The, the guard drakes are especially annoying and dangerous you got that right sister bahamut's balls why why now why is this all going on now fine dragon where where were they going what's been going what's where was the dragon going where was the army going where are they headed our last reports was that i'm like pretty sure they're headed here but you know don't quote me on that we did interrogate one of them and he did say that they do intend to come down here you took a prisoner. Well, great. Where we, is he? We, well, about that, he was uncooperative, and he proved imminent threat to us, so we had to execute him. But we gave. This was his second chance. We gave him a first chance and said, "Change your ways, boy," and he didn't. So fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you dead. I, son. I hold up my hand and say that is an excellent moral lesson, but immaterial to what we're discussing now. I, I. Jonathan the Matthew Muscular apologizes for not bringing this prisoner, but as we were out in the wild and trying to make a, a stealthy approach and egress, we were unable to keep prisoners. Please understand that we barely made it back with our lives. I can see. You guys look horrible. You look like shit. Why haven't you seen a healer yet? I am a healer. We came straight here, Governor. Ah, the healer. Heal thyself. Do something. Someone, someone, I am healing someone go myself. Bring... Will you calm down? I'm laying on this rug, bleeding out. That's my version of healing, and you can shut your mouth about it. He he kind of ignores you. There's no rug. You're in the the foyer of this this uh, fort, and it's There's all just nice stonework. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you you in suddenly... my head, I, w- I this was going to ha- I was going to bleed out on Governor Tarbo's rug. So now there's a rug. Everybody has to wipe their feet, and I get to wipe my blood. There's a rug. It's canon. Uh, Tarbo turns to Terrace next to him and says, "Didn't didn't you come back with um, Etienne? Go go get that guy. Go get him. We need to get these people healed." And Terrace very quickly kind of straightens, salutes, and off she goes. And he says, uh, "And as soon as she's gone, I cast prayer of healing." Okay. Because I just realized it's 10 o'clock at night and the next thing we're going to do is sleep. So I fuck it. I'll burn a spell slot. <laughs> All right. So as he's sending Terrace off to go get Edian, you're going to go ahead and heal everybody. Yeah. Everybody gets 17 points. You cast the spell and everyone around you kind of watches as, as a lot of these wounds 
uh, shore up and you're you're immediately feeling a lot better and uh, Tarbo says well I guess it would have been good to talk to Eddie in anyway he just he just came back he was off doing something else for you guys you guys had found the fort and yeah we went to actually go to it. him next and see what he was up to but it's cool if he comes here well now now he's on the way they just got back maybe two hours ago we were having dinner we were having a very nice dinner you guys oh, should have joined have? us and Boar. Someone, someone got a whole bunch of boar down at the Running King. And oh, we've been, such we've been eating there. I, I definitely had to Those, carry a lot of that Whoever back. provided that boar should be thanked. Oh, a lot with money. <laughs> so the last, the last thing that we had found from our scouts was that this army seemed to be moving very slowly east, and so we were, we were actually very hopeful. <sighs> to talk to Escobert if if they're coming south we are not prepared for for this encounter we're we're we we just don't have the people we don't have the time we thought they were going east we thought that they were going to be going after Baldur's Gate or Waterdeep why would an army that size come here it I don't may, understand it what's going on southeast but it was definitely south I I say governor let's let's all be frank we're having a very open and honest discussion here have we not before is there yes is there anything any historical significance any hidden whatever that might interest someone in this town that some someone something so important that it would take that it would require overwhelming force to take he thinks for a moment and the scowl deepens he says timor's tits not that i know of we're just a farming community. I mean, if there's something here, I don't know about it. Are there any great legends or tales that tell of greatness that might be thought to be just a child's tale, but might actually have some hidden truths? The only thing I know about is that fort that you guys cleared out in the Purbeck Mine. But, I mean, that's a that was a couple centuries ago, and it, it's an amazing mine from what I've heard. I'd love to get it back. The, the marble that was coming out of there came in a variety of colors that we were able to sell for, for years and years until it got destroyed in whatever story you want to talk about. But nothing as far as old or artifacts. What what would a bunch of racist, awful cultists want with marble? And we don't even own that mine anymore. No one's been able to, to clear it out forever. I mean, I was kind of hoping once, once, oh, oh, wait, here's back. And just then, uh, you see two more figures approaching from kind of an antechamber. It's uh, Eddie and Falcon Moon, the half-elf priest of the temple, and the dwarf that had gone off Terrace back with him. They return uh, still wearing his fine. It looks like finery from doing some sort of priestly ritual. He's in incredibly nice clothing. He's actually got a, a large tome under his arm that you, uh, the Bernie, you recognize that is a, a tome of rituals and spells that is specifically uh, about demon worship. And he looks exhausted. He has dark circles under his eyes. He has um, just a kind of a pale, gaunt features. And he is moving very slowly. And as he sees you, he he picks up his pace a little bit and he says, I, I had been told that you had needed me. I just, I just returned from the fort. Mm. And... Well, we do need an update on that fort. How's it going over there? 
I see you got that demon book ready to like go. I I was doing some last minute uh, research now that we are back just to make sure that I have metaphorically crossed my eyes and dotted my T's as it goes. Ha ha ha. And nobody laughs. And he I continues. Laugh. I know you do. <laughs> I know you do. He continues. My clerics and I have spent the last 24 hours expunging the the taint that was left behind by these mammon worshippers and and he turns to Tarbo at this point and says and your men have been very helpful in destroying the artifacts that needed to be destroyed and Tarbo says that's great that's perfect I what I wanted artifacts? to take over the fort I want to take over the fort um wait so you would like to take over the fort Yes, you guys run out the cultists. Being able to take over the fort is one step into taking, finding, and taking back over the mine. That was going to be our home. That was going to be no. Remember, we had said that we were metagaming a little. I just listened to this episode. Or you could just say my photographic memory. My photographic memory tells us that we were going to let the city take over the take over the fort as long as we. Got, got a little cheddar and could operate out of it. That way we wouldn't have to pay people to keep it up for us. Oh, gotcha. okay. We're good with that then. Never so mind. So we can still live there. Continue. At this point, Edian speaks back up and says, well, there there are very many renovations that need to be made in order to make it livable again. The, the inner sanctum worship area had to be completely destroyed and much of the ephemera upstairs was tainted with dark energy that I would not have let anyone touch. So Ooh. there is Ooh, there really? is a there is a wall or two that needs to be repaired or does, three. Does this and, cause a problem and I want to pull out the mammon like necklace? <laughs> <laughs> oh the medallion that you got? Yeah. I can't remember if okay. I gave it to him or not. Did I give it to him? Uh, I re- you showed it to him. You did. And he, he he felt that there was some some taint on there. So he's he's familiar with that. You want to detaint this? No, that having been removed has uh, no longer become an issue. It it still feels evil, and I I don't like looking at that symbol. But we we are we're talking about two different things, uh, Governor. You. You and I have already spoken about what we have done there. Why? But I, why what I would like to know me is here? you mentioned destroying artifacts. What type of artifacts? Because these artifacts may have been of interest to other third parties not in this room. The army. Uh, is there? Is there anything that was in the temple or in the mine that might interest uh, a very an large army, army, a dragon, and and dragon cultists? The, the governor and the, the high priest look at each other. They think for a moment. Edion says, well, none of us have been to the mine. Um, I, I think we have a good idea where it is thanks to locations and some maps and everything. And uh, Terrace speaks up at this point and says, I'm pretty sure I know where it is. And they all kind of ignore her and they say, but... Um, the artifacts, the the altar in both the main chamber and in the inner sanctum had to be completely destroyed. There was no way of removing the 
the presence of Mammon without removing the stonework entirely. So it is gone. And once again, Tara speaks up and says, that whole wall is now gone. It's a door. And she kind of gives this grin. Finally, a door big enough for me. Oh, and she looks at you and says, it's a door big enough for you and all of your friends and colleagues and maybe your dancing partner as well. Uh, I don't have a dancing partner. Hold on, hold on. God. Let's... And I wink at her. I... Jonathan the Magic Muscular has a thought. Yeah. Let's... (laughs) Is that what you always do when you think? (laughs) Tomorrow, if you could take us to the mine, let's have a look. Maybe there's something down there that we can use as leverage to stop this army. Tara speaks up and says, I'm fairly certain I know where this mine is. I'm not 100% sure, but I think I do. I How don't know what- How percent sure are you? Well, speaking as a dwarf, I would say 87.5%. 87.5%. I like them all. That's like, but like, okay, Never is the other, the like, I just need to know, is the other like 12.5% doubt? Or is the other 12 and a half percent like, well, I'm either 100% right or I'm 100% wrong. Because those are two very different things. There's like, I'm 87 and a half percent sure that it's exactly in this spot. Or I'm 87 and a half percent sure that it's within a five mile radius of this spot. You get what I'm let's, saying? Let's do this. I do. Let's, let's come up with a plan. Let, let's let's meet here tomorrow. Let's go out to where where uh, you you think the mine is you're pretty sure where the mine is and if it's not there we'll we'll find it we can we're we're good at finding powerful it. individuals we we will find it and we will see what's down there and we'll see if it helps the army is large enough to where it's not going anywhere yet they were still encamped so it'll take them a little while if they decide if they were to decide to come right now it would still be a couple of days out let's take tomorrow Find the mine, see what's down there, and and hopefully, hopefully Bahamut smiles on us. I don't know. I'm not religious. Isn't he the yeah. good dragon? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he is the good dragon. Uh, uh, Terrace pulls out her map and starts to say, well, I am only so sure I know where it is because I have not been there. I would not claim to say 100% where the mine is until I've actually been there myself to mark it on this map. And the governor actually snatches it out of her hand and lays it down in front of you guys and says, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. You said this, this, this army is encamped. We've been trying to get close enough to be able to pinpoint where this thing is, even though we think that they're moving east. Where Where exactly are they? And he indicates that he wants to know exactly on the map where it is i show them that Mr. is photographic memory yeah oh yeah he between your photographic memory and the uh route that you took both there and back and uh especially walking and not being on horseback you were able to take in landmarks and everything and you're you're fairly certain you know exactly where this army is or at least the part that you were able to see he looks at the mark that you make for a very long time, and, and everybody kind of studies it, and he says, Wrap on a stick that's only 20 miles away. I thought they were further away. Dude, we left yesterday. Where, where did you think they were? We, we had, as I said, nobody had actually seen the army yet. They'd only encountered the skirmishers and some of their, their sentries, and we were estimating maybe 30 to 40. Uh, nope. 
if I know my my last of the Mohicans, an army encamped could be here the day after tomorrow. What are Mohicans? Are you? Re- I think re- those are like minty rum it's, drinks, right? It's a it's a uh, it's it's a scroll from another time in another place. Uh, it's a trifle. Anyway, ah, uh, words from another realm. Native yes. peoples who have since been forcibly removed from their land. Daniel Day Lewis, ironically, not the last of anything. <laughs> He's the last of the Daniel Day Lewises. Tara speaks up and says, "This gentleman is correct for any any standard army in order to pull up and and move with any efficiency. It would be at least two days before they are here. Uh, it is possible if they were." to leave behind most of their supplies if they were to forcibly march they could be here within 15 16 hours but what sane army would attack at night a smart one one that could maybe see at night and one that has a dragon that breathes lightning and tarbo says well there you go what what are we going to do against a dragon this army is is insignificant in the grand scheme of things we have walls we have uh, have managed against siege engines but there is a dragon there is a giant dragon i and he deflates immediately after his anger and he my says, friend bard the bowman over here might be able to help well uh, hold on actually we do have a friend that gave us some intel that is very interesting that i don't believe we've had an opportunity to share no i don't think we you. told him that it might be held against its will yes um, but it might be held you interrogated well. someone else is this is this from the person you interrogated from before no it is from a creature that a psychic creature that we assisted uh out in the out in the wild it's fluffy and magical orcas is asked who have you not encountered we've encountered a lot of Your stuff mom. We do lots of anyway jo- jonathan the magic muscular and his friends <laughs> yes Oh, everyone talking <laughs> for each other is great. Uh, Jonathan the Magic Muscular and his friends encountered a creature unlike any we've ever seen. He knew things. He could. He had sight beyond sight. One of the things that he told us was that this dragon was not here willingly. This dragon is being coerced into helping this army. If there is something in that mine that can that can turn the tide and get the dragon to abandon or turn its scaly coat that could turn the tide but we need to we we need to go and find it if if it is there and that's why that's why i've been pressing this matter if there's any if there's anything precious here maybe it could be used against this army and turn the dragon either away from the fight completely or against its captors if i knew of such a thing i would i would have deployed it days ago when when we knew about this army i would have it at the top of the fort ready to go in a moment if if you think it's in the mine you are more than welcome to to go search it out in the mine i don't know what why it would be there all of our stories have just said that it's it's really good really good mine for marble and that at one point maybe a dragon had attacked it for reasons of insanity but that was that was a green dragon right and tara says well the stories say that it was a green dragon but that it might have also been a wizard yeah all right all right fine whatever a wizard a green wizard whatever it is if you want to go check out the mine that's fine i'm i'm gonna go shore up defenses now i need to find escobert is there anything else that you know anything else that you can tell me i look at my party um well remember that racism problem you didn't have it looks like you have it but otherwise no you're good let's do this let's go to sleep also, More to I the point. Harris, can I get Elizabeth's number? 
<laughs> no. Terrace, for the first time since chatting with you, gives you a harder look and says, she can give you her number herself if she is willing to. I, I lift up Bernie Shit, and so that she can pull uh, she can pull Carlton by his ear. Ah, 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 my ear. Governor, <laughs> you should know that some of the racism problem in town has escalated in that some of the townsfolk are de facto becoming Tiamat cultists as a result of this sentiment. I don't know. It ties into our theory earlier that, uh, that this thing was introduced specifically to weaken and divide the town. I magically produce a cup of tea and sip it. <laughs> he doesn't notice the tea, but his eyes kind of close and he goes, Ballora's panties, is there anything else that is going wrong in this town? I don't know. Are you up for re-election? Because, whew. <laughs> well, how long, you said something interesting, Governor. How long have things been awry in your mind in the town? The cultists had only shown up in the last couple of weeks. The issues with the running king was more recent. The worst thing that had happened in the last year or so was we had a minor crime spree, but we thought we had captured the thieves. They ended up just being some some young ruffians who were out having fun. Was one of and them named Brad? I I would have to look. I was barely involved in their judgments. They they were a bunch of teenagers who whose parents had just let them run amok and needed needed to be smacked across the back of the head. Boys will be boys. And girls. Uh, so DM, uh, long rest is eight hours, right? Long rest is eight hours, yes. So how much time could I spend in the library here before I need to go to bed to be able to get my long rest before tomorrow? Well, it depends on when you'd like to get up in the morning. When do we want to get up in the morning? Oh ASAP. S- sooner the better. How sunrise? ASAP is ASAP, Blake? I want my 8 a.m.? I would say sunrise. Eight, let's say eight hours from the time it takes for us to get to back to Leogens. All right. Okay. That it's about ten thirty right now at night. It is pretty late. I wanted to go to the library for a little bit to try to see if I could figure out some stuff. Can you read, Carlton? Yes, I can read huh. sometimes. Oh, not very well, but I usually read everything to him. Hey, buddy, I I got you. I'll help you. At this point, Edian speaks up and says, "I I appreciate the seriousness of this matter, but at this point, I am." well beyond exhausted and I'm going to retire to my quarters and in the morning I will see what I can do to prepare the the church for whatever might happen. Please please keep me informed. And he bows to you all and he leaves. Alright, hey, uh, so party, can we maybe say reconvene nine hours from now so I get an hour in the library? I don't know, Travi, how long do you want to read to him? Well, I like Carlton. He's my friend. If he has a hunch, I, I trust him, and I'm going to help him. So okay. however long it takes. Well, see if they have a copy of Good Night Moon, because he needs that before he goes to bed, and I'm going to be asleep I prefer Go to Fuck to Sleep by uh, the masterful wizard Samuel L. Jackson. What okay. whimsy. In all these travels, I've never heard of such books. Are they a tr- from another realm as well? Yep, they're m- magical. Let's go to bed. Uh, Tarbo speaks up and says, "If if you want to go to the library, it it's up there. Someone someone show them where the library is. I I have got to uh, get plans and preparations and sleep. I have to do all of those things. Yes, the spellcasters are going to go to sleep. Yeah. I look at the dwarf and I'm like, I'll see you tomorrow, Miss Lady. She bows her head to you. 
and says, I will be wherever you need me to be, my lady. And Tarbo says, she's got you. She's fine. What's she's her name one of, again? She's... <laughs> Terrace. <laughs> she's introduced herself as Terrace. Uh, if you ask, she says, my name is Terrace Swordseal. And I'm of the sword steels. Oh, steel or seal? Like, or arby? Steel. Like, like a sword made of Oh, is that steel. the water of the water deep sword seals or no? No, we're from uh, much further north than that, actually. My original, my original. And uh, you're taking a, a closer look at her now. She's got a very dark, almost uh, pitch black skin and brown eyes. Her hair is also uh, black and braided down her back very tightly. She is wearing very utilitarian armor that now you you have a moment to kind of take a look has some dings in it and she's has a war hammer over the back of uh like hooked onto her back and she's she's built she's muscular she she may be short but she's got um beefy arms and carlton you can definitely appreciate uh someone who knows how to swing a war hammer and you get the sense that she might have taken out a wall of the fort just on her own and uh, so those of you who would like to leave can leave. Uh, the governor is going to kind of give you a thanks and then under his breath be like, I'll, I'll talk to you later. I'll, oh, God. Someone, someone will get me Escobar and a cup of coffee. And he wanders off. Terrace stays and says, is, is there anything that I can help any of you with? Nope, I'm going to go to the library for an hour. I would be more than happy to show you. Would anybody else like to accompany me or is it just you, my friend? I'm, I'm going with him as well. With yeah. you both. Unless you like reading to people. I can read Who, just slowly. I I would not say that my voice is that melodious, and I've never tried doing any kind of bardic work, but I could always try. Go for it, sister. I'm going to bed. Come on, Jonathan. And a good night to you. Spellcasters say good night. Piggyback ride. Let's go. <laughs> I, I I let her hop on. Jonathan and Bernie uh, take a walk back to the So that's what that looks like from behind. <laughs> you learn something new every day, friendo. By the time you get there, everybody there is fast asleep, and you guys are just going right to bed? Yes. Uh, Travancore and Carlton, the um, the dwarf brings you up to, for Carlton, what is a familiar room, a, the library with the the stacks of books. It's got the big wooden table in the middle that you remember uh, Jonathan using to study maps so intently. What exactly would you like to look for? I Could you put me in this section about dragons and magical items used to control them? So m- ancient magical items, maybe? I can't say that this is where I am stationed all of the time, but we can definitely take a look. And she starts to lead you around, and you can see that most of the the shelves are fairly well organized. And while there isn't necessarily a dragon section, you do find a section that's specifically about creatures of the realm. And it doesn't take long for you to track down a couple of, of books that include draconic lore, that are uh, the history of chromatic and metallic dragons. Is there a specific book you're looking for? Uh, yes, anything that could be used to uh, control a dragon uh, from as a non-dragon. You know, some type of magical item. Also, if any of the books in the library are in draconic, I can read that. Okay. Several of the books are. Um, go ahead and roll me an investigation check. Both of us? Yeah. You, you're both looking. Both roll me an investigation check. Detective Travancore investigates. <laughs> I don't read so good. Neither of us read so good. Oh my good. god. We both rolled We both crit failed. 
All right, Carlton, what was your number? One, uh, but two after my modifier. Oh my I'm God. like falling to sleep and I, I spring awake and I'm like, somewhere stupidity is happening. I feel a great disturbance in the force. Like two people just rolled crit fails at the same this time. Why and cried I don't out in let vain. you read on your own or with a non-certified reader. You guys spend about an hour combing the shelves. And you find plenty of books that either about are about dragons or include history and lore about dragons. You you search through the Shadow Tome of Species. You look through the Hollow Treatise on uh, dragons and their kin. You find grimoire of lizards and uh, plates and scales of dragons, like all of kind of the standard books that one would go to to find out about dragons. And it's all very nice and they're all first edition hardbound really beautiful books that tell you zero anything of anything that you don't already know that might just be because we're we did that first hour was just practice uh carlton if you want to head back i can try one more hour to look through this uh, stuff i again. can do another hour because i have all my rages currently and i have max hit points because that prayer healing yeah, yeah, I'm good too. One more hour? I, I would only be I would be okay with a short rest. Wanna try again? Do we get any experience for telling the governor all that important information? You probably will. Okay, cool. Good enough. Uh Terrace, is there maybe perhaps an older, dustier book that hasn't been touched in ages that might concern magical items or lore or anything like that? Uh Terrace looks around and says, I'm really sorry. I'm don't spend much time here. Most of my time is spent out in the field hitting things with my giant hammer. And I point to my axe. Me too. And as you know, we don't tend to need to know much about what's in their brains in order to splatter them across the ground. Oh, no. Very but true. I, as good as this axe is, I don't think it's good enough for a dragon. So I'm hoping to find a little bit of help. I don't think any of us are good enough for a dragon, I'm afraid. Although, I will like to try out my, my hammer against one. If another hour in this library saves our lives, I say it's worth a shot. All right, let's do it. All right, another All investigation right, check? Roll me another investigation check. 12. Come on, don't fuck up. Uh, 17. You spend another 30 minutes kind of pawing through some of the tomes. Uh, finally, Carlton, you get the idea that maybe what you need with what you're searching for is about dragons, but is actually a magic item so you need to not be looking in the dragon section you need to be looking in like the magic item section and while there isn't really a magic item section you do eventually find a couple of books you find the old codex of rituals you find dark ruins and forlorn book of white cults and the mystological text of archduke ivan's bound arts which uh, you kind of paw through for a little while and go, oh, this is blood magic. Oh. And finally, you find the Draconic Tome of Thaumaturgy. And you pour over it for the rest of the hour with Travancore. A lot of it is old wives' tales. Some of it is is uh, speculative magic or alchemy to actually turn people into dragons. And a little bit about the nature of half-dragons. So not dragon born but actual half dragon half men who are usually the offspring of when uh dragons are uh in some other form other than their own usually metallic good dragons but sometimes some of the chromatics decide that they want to sneak around looking like say a human or an elf or a dwarf and 
have relations with one of those humans or elves or dwarfs. And the offspring tend to be these half-dragon creatures that are uh, draconic in nature, but still a, a bipedal humanoid. And it, it takes a while as you're pawing through. You do notice there's a, uh, a little bit of information in one of the chapters on uh, masks of the dragon. There's not a lot of information, but it seems to be a tale that talks about these five dragon masks that are of the five chromatic colors that, uh, when put together, uh, is one of the artifacts that is said to be able to call forth Tiamat. When their powers combine, they are Captain Dragon. Hey, Terrence, do you mind <laughs> if I borrow this book for a day? She's a hero. Takes the population town to zero. Can I check this out of the library? I sense Bernice talking in her sleep. <laughs> Terrence smiles and says... My lord, you give me much more power than you think I have. I am i am not the keeper of these books. You would want to speak to Escobert in the morning, but I don't think he'd mind if you just took it. Okay. But I could see that you are a strong-willed person and your hammer. How about a friendly little arm wrestle? At this moment? Yeah, why not? Because this table is not big enough, and she points to the table, and it's huge. It's like eight feet by eight feet. It's It's... Just uh, solid wood and uh, wrought iron legs. And she says, we would break everything in here. And I I don't think the governor would be happy. Well, we'll, we'll put a rain check on that then. It yeah. is late. And I will see you out. And see. she escorts you out. So you're, gonna, you're just going to take the book with you? Yeah, yeah. I got the book like in my... Yeah. Okay. Because uh, there's somebody in my party who's smarter than me that I'll let him look at it at another time. Okay, you now have the Draconic Tome of Thaumaturgy. Is it in common or in Draconic? It is in common. Okay, that's even easier. All right, let's head back. Um, I'm sure Shadow and Reggie are outside somewhere. We should probably gather them. Yeah, well, Shadow at least. He he stayed outside. We took Reggie back with us and let him get some sleep. Sounded like Reggie went back to the oceans. Okay. Let's get some Zs, friendo. Good job. Your instincts were right, Carl. Your instincts were good. It's about midnight by the time you all make it back to Leosian's. Shadow goes back down to go cuddle with Reggie. The two of you find your rooms. Um, do you want to take a long rest? Do you basically want to sleep until 8 o'clock in the morning and get yeah, yourself a long that. rest? Yeah, we'll look in the morning. All right. You get yourself a long rest and wake up in the morning feeling dry I, I, and like refreshed. Like Scooby-Doo uh, tiptoe into Leosian's place. <laughs> Roll me a stealth check. Oh, God. This is, I'm going to fail horribly. I oh god! Oh my god! Nine. Wow. Okay. At least you're getting it out now. <laughs> yeah. At least I'm getting out of the way. The thing that if I didn't try to like RP this, I would have been fine. But instead, I wanted to put a little embellishment on it, and then I failed. So you think that you're following Travancore? He's Travancore's not necessarily being stealthy. He is just being quiet. And you're like, I'm gonna sneak in here because I'm bigger. My footsteps are heavier. Well, you make it up the stairs fairly quietly. You just forget that last stair and just faceplant onto the ground. <laughs> and uh, Jonathan and Bernie, you don't necessarily wake up, but the next morning you could have sworn you heard a large thunk outside your door, and you're not sure if it was a dream or not. Bernie, did you hear a thunk last night? Like some I... idiot was trying to come in with unnoticed? Well, I, I come out of my room, like I got that. like a big welt on my forehead. <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. 
All right. So you all do sleep for eight hours. It is the next morning. You've regained all your hit points. You've regained all your spell slots. Um, I'm not exhausted anymore. You are not exhausted anymore. You're dry. What would you like to do? Uh, I tell Jonathan about the book. I fa- So, buddy, I got this book, the Draconic Tome of some word I can't remember how to pronounce, uh, that I want you to take a look through when you have some free time. But I found some interesting things that might be interesting. Sure thing, buddy. We'll have a look. And I hand over the book to him. Okay. Uh, the word he couldn't pronounce or read or talk about was thaumaturgy. And <gasps> I know thaumaturgy. You you probably do know th- I do. Some it's thaumaturgy. one of my cantrips. I can make doors slam and big sounds. You you can make all kinds of things move and things that are not there be there. Um, as you read through the book or kind of quickly skim it and kind of paw through pages you can see it's it's a a random collection of stuff it is stories and old wives tales mixed with some kind of hard research about dragons carlton shows you the passage that mentions the the dragon masks as you read it over go ahead and roll me an investigation check can while he's doing that can are we like eating breakfast is that a thing we're doing yeah, you guys are downstairs kind of in the main common area of the house, um, chowing down on some, some grub. I flagged uh, down one of the monks I'm friendly with to get some food over to Reggie and Shadow. I cast Thaumaturgy. Okay. <laughs> and what would you like to do? I want to make the eggs rumble like thunder. <laughs> thunder eggs. There's our party name, the thunder eggs. I just want to oh, make them be like rumbling and then there's a voice that comes from them and it goes it goes Carlton don't eat me please there, there's something to be said for maintaining your sense of humor in a crisis but I'm not going to be the one to say it okay well one of the things you can do is cause harmless tremors in the ground for one minute so I'll say that you cause harmless tremors in the eggs for one minute uh, Carlton has kind of his, his normal giant plate of food and the eggs are shaken like they're like uh, they're at a dance contest. And it goes, please don't eat me, please come down. He's not even listening. What? He's not even listening. I'm making the eggs talk to you so that you can understand thaumaturgy, because like a good teacher, I don't just tell you about it, I show you. And of course... Sorry, I was thinking about arm wrestling uh, Terrace. Oh, that's great. Thanks, Miss Frizzle. Now that's definitely a name from the realm. Yes, it is. Oh, my gosh. All right, Jonathan, what'd you roll on your investigation? 22. Okay. So with a long rest and with the the pre-knowledge, knowing that there's there's some good information maybe in this random book that, that Carlton and Travancore found at the governor's mansion, you're able to comb it a little more thoroughly. Uh, you do find a little bit more information about these dragon masks. You do find that each of them are the the five of them are the five colors of the classic chromatic dragons blue black red white and green and supposedly they were created eons ago as a way uh for the gods to be able to fight back against tiamat and her dragons and supposedly in being in possession of one of the five colors will let you attune to the dragons of that color. You don't necessarily take control of dragons, but you are suddenly imbued with some of the power of that color and are able to influence some of those, some of that color 
even if it's not direct control. So if you've got the blue mask on, can you burp lightning? No, but you might be able to influence a blue dragon to come out and hang out with you. Oh. Perhaps. That's what I'm saying. Did, did John do good? Did uh, Carlton do good, John? Carlton did real good. Yay. Has a, has a minute. A minute's not up yet because the eggs are still shaking. And they go, Carlton, you did a wonderful job finding this book. Is that I you, guess you God? could say your effort was exceptional. I hate and you so now much it sometimes. dies. <laughs> right at the end of the thaumaturgy, uh, Bernie can't help but be super amused by her own antics and uh, gives a, a little last effort in energy of making the eggs shake and it's a little too much and one of them cracks and splits open and the yolk immediately flies onto Travancore's face. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. So, Jonathan... I guess you could say the yoke's on you. So the army either has a mask or we need to find a mask. Well, I'm thinking they may already have a mask. Because That's what I'm thinking. As I scratch my head. Maybe the green mask is in the mine. Mm, dragon versus dragon. This is like Dragon Ball Z. Also, <laughs> since we're here, should we tell Homeboy More about- like Dragon Ball Z. Where do you guys hang out to keep hearing such esoteric things as I say as I wipe my face? I look at him and I go, I've got a boyfriend in Canada. Where's Canada? <laughs> Is that in another realm? Far to the north. It's it's not inhospitable. Should we tell Homeboy Leonard about the army or and to re, uh, to meet up with Tarbo today? Yes, let's tell him that. Let's yeah. let's give him the skinny. Okay, it's pretty easy to find him. He is, as usual, in the morning helping out his fellow monks, kind of preparing for the day. Uh, he sees you call him on over, and he says, yes, how can I help you? We recount everything that we told Tarbo last night without having to waste time saying it again. And then we gotta go find Tasia. Terrace. Her name's Tasia. You're going to Fantasia? Terrace Stored Steel. You tell the tale, including everything that happened last night at the governor's mansion, and Leosian, as as he does, listens intently and silently. Not- I add in the part about how I was bleeding on the carpet. Um, he gets to the- You get to the end of the tale, and he says... I would like to think that the governor and his scouts are correct in that we are being passed by by this army, but there is a part of my intuition that fears what is to come if he is wrong. Your Leogen sense is tingling. He gives you kind of that that wry Leogen smile, which is really just like a corner of his mouth goes up, and he says, you could say that. What else is tingling? Leogen? We are getting ready to go down and investigate a mine that was attacked by a wizard a long time ago. The Purbeck Mine, yes. You've told me that you you liberated the fort that was near that place several days ago. Leogen, you seem to be a man wise of the world. Is there anything down there that can save us? I only know the same tales that everybody else does, that it is a mine filled with some of the finest marble in Faerun, and that at some point in our history was attacked and taken over by either some sort of mad wizard or a dragon, depending on who you ask. There isn't anything that I know of except ghosts and death. Well, hopefully we'll be neither. We're checking it out. I would encourage you to get with the governor. The, he's going to need all the help he can. This town will need all the help he can, it can get in defending itself here very soon. I will go right away. 
Especially if you want to be our lover. You've got to get with our friends. And he looks at you and says, I, you should know at this point that I have taken an oath of celibacy, but (laughs) I appreciate the offer. And he bows to you and leaves. Wow. Bernie really told her what she wants, what she really, really wants. Did she tell her what she wants? Sometimes I hate all of you so much. What she really, really wants? She told her what she wants, what she really, really wants. Hey, Lauren. Poison. <laughs> no. I whisper poison at the alchemy drug. Okay. Bop, bop, it up, bop, it up, bop. bop. <laughs> These days, we're going to need to go to a picnic. The governor is going to throw, like, a fucking, like, celebratory feast. And he's going to be like, can you guys bring the chicken salad? And no, we won't be able to. We won't be able to make macaroni salad. Can but you know what we could bring? Apples. We could bring, we're going to bring poison fucking apples. I mean, we can all agree the situation is serious. The the lack of mayonnaise or the the whole cult the dragon mind thing. Is what I'm talking about. Okay. And if Jonathan has his way, he'll be screaming demon before this whole thing's over. Dorveen, man. I don't know. I actually, guys. Um, I'll meet you. I I gotta run an errand, and so oh I. I go I off. We were to... trying to go like. Be we are. We are. We are. I'll, I'll be right there. I'll be right there. Find Terrace so and get the I I go around the corner. The I find. Princess. I find a parchment and paper, and I jot down a note. And then I run over to the running king, and I slip it under the door, and it's addressed Dorveen. And it's it's sealed with my little waxen seal. Okay. The door is open, and, I mean, people are coming in and out. Oh, Did you I, want I didn't know it was open. Okay. Nope, nope, okay, no, if it's no, open, no, I'm no, not going to no, do no, that. No, 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 no. You don't get to redo that. This well, I didn't know the fucking place was open. Well, okay, wait. It's it's not his fault. So, yeah, the running king is open basically 18 hours a day. Okay. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, and late into the evening. You would know that. Um, the door is closed, but it is not locked, and there are people entering for a breakfast meal before starting their day. All right, I go and I, uh, I, I give it to one of the bartenders to give to Dorveen, and then I leave. Okay, you find the older gentleman who had you had you've talked to a couple times. He said, "Is oh, can can I help you with something?" I say, "Yes, please see that uh, Lady Dorveen gets this. Give her my apologies for not delivering in person. I must go. Thank you, sir. Hopefully, hopefully, I will see you very soon. Or not." He takes the note and gives you a curious look. And says, hopefully you will return. Did you not want food or anything? I'm okay, friend. Save the food for everyone else. As you wish it. And he he turns and goes into the back room. And you guys, you leave? Yep. All right. Uh, what are the rest of you doing while he does this? This is only going to take like 20 minutes. Well, I, I asked my monk friend to sort of, uh, what do you call it? Send some food down for Shadow Reggie. They did that, right? They did that. All yeah, right, someone cool. ran off. Yeah, right. they're they're kind of used to it at this point. Um, and there's there's one of the young acolytes who ran down to go take care of that. Uh, right. As far as Terrace, she just said that she would be at your disposal. So you're assuming that you'd be able to find her back at Governor Tarbo's uh, fort. In my studies, my hasty studies last night, would I have learned anything about lairs, dragon lairs? A little bit. You would, between what you know and what you read, you would know that they are incredibly dangerous. Dragons spend centuries creating their lair uh, to their special specifications. They're often trap-filled and incredibly dangerous, uh, mostly because that's also where they keep their hordes. They also tend to be in a place, uh, depending on the color of the dragon. So uh, red dragons tend to prefer 
volcanoes and fiery environments. Uh, green dragons tend they to prefer, prefer mines? swamps. They all colors have been known to take mines over uh, as the beginning of their lair, especially young dragons who've just started out. It's kind of a, a pre-made place, but over centuries, uh, it would no longer look like a mine. It would be something grandiose, uh, especially the the more intelligent ones like blues. They they tend to want to create palaces for themselves, and they're they're in out of the way places, so you're unsure uh, the, if the Purbeck Mine is where uh, you guys and and Terra suspect. Only a few miles from Greenest, that would actually be really surprising. Okay, good because they're dangerous. Well, maybe it's not there anymore, but if anything, I, I think it's our best lead. Yeah, no, no, we, I don't want to check it out, but knowing what we're getting into, at least somewhat, possibly, but that also goes to say, the blue dragon, we need to fight him out in the field. If he tries to retreat back, we might not want to follow him unless he's, like, really, really hurt, because dragon lairs are a dangerous place to be. All right, that's, let's that's fine. Let's go get Terrace and let's go. be on our way. Yeah, let's get, let's get going. We still have all our rations left over that we bought, because we didn't really spend the night anywhere or get to stop to eat. You you spent the night you spent one night going out towards the the camp but yeah it was a it was a pretty short night and then you booked it back here, um so you guys are still plenty k- kitted out you're taking both Shadow and Reggie yeah or are they staying okay should we leave uh, Re- Reggie just for safety do we need do we need Reggie, Reggie? I don't Jake, think we need up Reggie. to you whether you need a pack horse and she's our pack horse I guess we need her well we're not really bringing back a lot of stuff hopefully well Maybe, I don't know. Let's just bring Reggie. Who knows? So you're standing there. Travancore is called Shadow out. The horse starts to follow, and you guys kind of stop the horse and, and put her back in her stall, and she gives you guys mournful looks as you have this discussion. And then finally, it's like, oh, we should we should bring Reggie. And so you go o- open back up the stall, and Reggie kind of prances out and stands next to Shadow, her tail swishing back and forth, Aww. and she looks all happy. That's so adorable. I feed Reggie an apple just for that. Oh my god. She takes the apple. These apples. How many apples? I might... <laughs> My rations. I have a whole Dungeoneers pack, don't you know? I I know, but I'm worried. This is they go bad. Archers like apples, man. It's a historical thing. You guys do have an Everfresh box that keeps yeah, uh, a small amount of stuff. Yeah, and it's, it's two foot by two foot by two foot. I'm put so mayonnaise in your fucking Everfresh box. It's not filled with apples. I will keep mayonnaise in my Everfresh box because it's not gonna go bad. And can I we can stop just... talking about your box, please? <laughs> so oh my we... god. <laughs> You guys head up to the governor's um, mansion. You get to the door, and it's a different guard this time. And as you inform him that you're you're looking for Terrace Sword Steel, he nods immediately as you guys start to speak and knocks on the door in a a familiar but slightly different pattern. And the door opens up, and there she is, looking like she had just spent the last eight to nine hours standing there waiting for you guys to show up. She she looks refreshed like she's had a night's sleep, but she's carrying a pack and got her giant hammer on the back of her the back of her armor and is kitted out and looks at you and says, So I guess it's time to go then. I like the cut of your jib. Yeah, I don't know. One of our somebody had like something they had to give to somebody in a life or death situation because priorities. I glare at Jonathan. We're all here now, aren't we? I look at Paris and I say, are you ready to go? Check yes or no. 
I would like to check yes. All right, let's see. Well, Travicor, his excursion gave us time to learn about lairs, so. That's true. All right, well, so for now. Experience. Let's go. I want to go. Let's go. So yeah, let's we, go. without further ado, we go. Terrace informs you that her estimation about where the Purbeck mine is, is going to be based on location, based on where Bruckstone Hold was. So she suggests going back to the hold and then recalibrating from there. It's it's only a couple of miles to the hold, and then she says it's only another mile to the where she believes the Purbeck mine is. Let's do it. So. It's still a little gray and rainy. The uh, Bruckstone Hold was, I believe, two miles from you guys. Terrace, may I offer you our mount if, if you would like to ride Reggie out to there? Reggie at the moment doesn't have a saddle. You did not buy a saddle for her. You just bought Reggie um, and have been, like, strapping things to her because you didn't even buy the packs. So if you'd like to take a moment either buy a saddle or buy the, the Well, I'm just thinking because Dwarves' to... movement is 25, where all of ours is 30, except for Bernie, who's in, on my saddle. Oh, wait a minute. You have a saddle. Can't you put your saddle onto the horse? No, he can't. It's more of a basket. Oh. <laughs> um, it's a Bernie basket. You think of this about halfway to Bruckstone Hold, only to realize that um, she has managed to walk beside you without any issues. Okay. Uh, Terrace, being a soldier, has uh, the constitution and the willpower to just keep up with even your long legs. So she's, she's trotting beside you. I really like the cut of your jib there, Terrace. You show initiative. I like that. It, that is my job. And if I didn't do my job, who else would? That's also her jib. She gets you guys out to Bruckstone Hold pretty quickly. You uh, come down the, the small slope of the hill that crests over where the hold is next to the lake. And you can see from here, uh, you, you don't have to go into the hold if you guys don't want to, but you can see from here on the left side of the hold from where the main entrance is, there is a giant hole in the wall. And it kind of corresponds from what you remember to where that um, that back alcove room was with the onyx. And it it's a huge hole. It is just a bunch of rubble lying on the ground. You can see right into the hold where the, the, the Mammon worshippers were. You can also see that all of the stained glass windows that were on the bottom floor of this place have been completely broken and removed. So... There's now this hole, this hole in the wall, and all of the windows are, are opened up to the elements. But she points at the hole and proudly says, "That was me and Travis. We did that." I, I look at her. I look at her and I go, "Nice." And then I run up and I kind of like two, like jump in, out, in, out, in, out. <laughs> Am I a part? I don't get to say. Okay, we guess we're jumping. I take a moment to say, you suck, Mammon! <laughs> hey, if you don't like what I, where I walk, you can walk. <laughs> it's one of the disadvantages of being in a, a basket. So from there, she takes a moment to orient herself and looks to... Oh, let me think. I need to look at a map for a second. She is going to look to the west and point along the curve of the lake. And she's going to say... If my calculations are correct, and if my notes have been correct, we will find the mine just a mile down the lake. And as you're walking, she actually points along the lake, the, the side of the lake, what looks like a game trail. 
I'm pretty positive that this used to be a well-traveled road between the Purbeck Mine and the Bruckstone Hold. But we'll find out in a mile, won't we? So for the next couple of minutes, uh, you guys walk down the game trail. It eventually veers off and around another one of the, the gentle hills that are next to this lake. And you come up to kind of what looks like a landslide. There is just a pile of rubble and next to it, um, you actually do see a what kind of looks like an outhouse it's it's an old decrepit wooden shack that is maybe the size of a person half the roof is gone and it does seem to have a closed door with a half moon on it that's usually the indication of an outhouse i'd like to check the outhouse for traps okay yeah. all right roll me a perception check travancore's time to shine travancore's time to shine better than zero or in a one for that matter. This place stinks, but you don't find any traps. All right, I uh, I want to take a look inside. Okay, you open the door. It and the the door is so rusted and old that as you push it open, it actually comes off of this hinge a little bit, and you have to kind of force it open all the way. And yeah, as far as you can see, this is a hole in the ground, and this is this is an outhouse. You um take a look down the hole and it's it's pretty far down you you surprisingly enough think you can see to the bottom not because of your dark vision or anything but there's actually a light at the bottom maybe about 40 50 feet down you see a flickering torch kind of burning on the bottom of the mine you guys there's a torch at the end of the thing can i All right. do are we doing a check to see if we think there might be, like, this is, like, the original entrance covered up, or is this, like, a secret well, entrance? Roll me a perception check, kind of, of the general area. Okay. I'm gonna tie up uh, Reggie so she... Because, obviously, Reggie can't go down the hole. I'm gonna cast Mage Armor. Okay. Wait. You said this is an outhouse. This is an outhouse. I don't think they make, like, shitters that are half-orc-sized. Am I gonna fit through this hole? Uh, no. In fact, none of you will really fit through the hole. They don't make shitters that are any person sized. Maybe Bernie, but it would be the worst climb ever. Uh, With a 14, looking around, it actually doesn't look like this outhouse is anything more than the outhouse to the entrance of this mine. The mine looks like it's over against the hillside uh, where what looks like this... uh, small cave-in has happened it's it's a bunch of larger rocks and some smaller ones they look like they've been there a little while maybe at least you know six to eight months enough time for some weeds to grow up around it but it looks like that was originally the entrance now that you take a closer look you can actually see um peeking through some of where this landslide has happened bits of wood board as though uh there used to be a frame of some sort there to the entrance of this mine it's been covered up with rocks guess i should start hucking rocks huh yeah i think we're gonna have to move some rocks because uh can i do a check for traps at the main entrance you mean at the landslide yes sure Although you're technically checking for traps at a bunch of rocks, you're not actually at any kind of entrance yet, but absolutely. I want to do it anyway. That's perception, right? Uh, eight. It looks like a bunch of rocks. It's a bunch of rocks. Hey, guys. Bunch of rocks. Cool. I think we start moving rock. I mean, does anybody else want to look around and see if there's any other way to get 
in this mine, aside from going through the poop hole? Uh, I guess I'll do a perception just to see if I can see anything else, right? Yeah, we can both do it. Well, the two... So, Bernie, you've already kind of taken a look around. If anybody else would like to give me well, a perception check. I'm not going to So, you're not going to count hers that she just rolled a natural 20 on? <laughs> what if I climbed up on his Carlton's shoulder? <laughs> gave me a new perspective on life. All right. Uh, Carlton looks around checking for traps on the rocks and doesn't find anything. And you come on up and decide that you're going to take a closer look. Just just to be on the safe side. And so you specifically look at this pile of rocks and um, you notice the wood sticking out of the one side. You notice that um, it, it seems to be that this pile of rocks, uh, now that you've looked above where the hillside is, where these rocks would have come from, it, it actually kind of looks like this was caved in on purpose. You can actually see dig marks above the what you assume would be the entrance of this cave um they don't look fresh it looks like this was maybe years ago um but yeah it looks like this this was the entrance and it was closed off hey bernie do you point out those uh claw marks i point i i tell everybody in my party everything that i see all right can i see if i can figure out what type of animal made those marks um, it's not actually an animal. They're not claw marks. They look like, uh, oh, yeah. shovels. Looks like Shovel shovels, marks, okay. so humanoid. Yeah. That's Bernie's, Bernie's made. check would have, would have, you know, without anything else going on from where you guys are standing, it's pretty clear that these were shovels. But once again, it would have been a very long time ago. So. All right, I guess I should start hucking rocks. Let's start shifting All right. rocks. Jonathan, use those magic muscles to. I start shifting rocks. I shift some of the smaller rocks. I, start I do all the heavy shovels. lifting. Shadow uh, comes up. And Most of it. And, and starts clawing at the side of the mountain, thinking that you guys are attacking it and shifting over rocks. Shadow, you're so um, cute sometimes. Terrace, after kind of watching you guys and, and looking down the poop hole to see whatever that light is, now comes over and, and also starts moving rocks. You spend a good hour or two kind of shifting away the rubble, some of you working in tandem to move away some of the larger boulders, and it takes about a good hour of hard, hard rock shifting, but eventually you break through and manage to make a large enough opening that you can actually see down uh, what looks like the entrance to this mine to a, a dark tunnel there's no light at the end of this tunnel but you've cleared enough of an entrance now that you can get on through what do i see within 60 feet within 60 feet you see a lot of rock and dirt okay just because of the dark vision i just want to double check yep can i see if it veers any single way or is it just straight in uh it is just straight in for as far as you can see okay all right do we go in yeah, I light a torch for one of my friends who don't have dark vision. Okay. I put light on the end of my staff. And that's also okay. Are you guys bringing Shadow with you? Yeah. Okay, and you've got Reggie tied up. Um, at, it's at this point that Terrace is going to say, do you want me to come with? And she kind of gives you an expectant oh, look, and you can yes, almost see her reaching. I feel like you reaching. want to be part of this glory. Sure, Terrace, swing that hammer on over here and come on into this dark cave. She grins and follows you in to the Purbeck Mine, which is where we'll pick up next time we play Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Dungeons and Dragons and Drunks. Follow us on Twitter at Dungeon Drunks or at our host podcast at Glibshark or www.glibshark.com and see you next encounter.